0: Look who decided to show Sorry I'm late A wizard is
1: never late
0: You're a slacker You are causing a major disturbance on my time
1: If I don't leave now, I'll be late for being early You're late I generally come in at least 15 minutes late If you ain't first, you're last Now the early show, later With Karis and Jeremy from 1027 The Peak
0: All right, I guess it's podcasting time Yeah, it
1: is, checking the levels, levels, levels levels are pretty good Checking, check, 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 check
0: Better than yesterday good feel better about it
1: all right well this is the early show later podcast i'm Karis.
0: i'm gary no i'm jerry you're jerry i'm gary 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 and garris
1: <laughs> and garris and also carrots you your cherries
0: yeah chamais ah uh, ch- ch-
1: ch- charwees charwees <laughs> chane yeah <laughs>
0: <laughs> <laughs> or chairs if you chairs if, if your autocorrect if, takes over which yeah. mine does mine's i think now learned that it's In fact, I think it takes chairs now. When I'm like, "Hey, Coral, my wife. Hey, Coral, what do you think of these carices?"
1: <laughs> like, no, 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 no. I mean, no, chairs. No, chairs. 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 And she's
0: like, "What?" <laughs> I don't want to talk about your show again. <laughs> I'm
1: like, what? You don't want to talk about the morning show every day with me? I can't believe it. Uh, this is episode 140. Uh, Ooh, beavers of London. <laughs> Uh, great woo. story. A great story. we got a
0: great story out of London, England.
1: About beavers.
0: London. No, I'm not going to do accents. <laughs> <laughs> it's a high tackle.
1: Uh, it's a high tackle. Uh, the beavers are having some tea in London. They're not actually having tea. They're doing their regular beaver work, and we will uh, talk to you about that on the podcast. Today on the podcast, we're also talking about Sandra Bullock oh, and yeah. a very public apology that she finally. made for one of her films. Finally. Yes, Jeremy, you've been waiting for this. I've been waiting
0: for this since
1: moment. Since the 1990s.
0: Yes, so finally. Thank and you, Sandra.
1: you know, what a relief that finally it's come. Also talking about bioterror weapons from the 1300s. Yes, which gross. you can imagine is totally gross.
0: <laughs> this the worst story of the podcast, but we're gonna get—we'll talk about it. Uh,
1: the Starlight we Express. We talk about
0: gross things a lot, to be real. Do we? <laughs> remember when we started and people would like be mad at us? They'd be like, "You talk about poo too much."
1: <laughs> like, oh, do you remember one of our? Yeah, early on. In, early like, on, it was like week first number two. Days, we yeah. were for some reason we were talking about pee. I, I don't pee, know. Pee and
0: poo, poo would be worse. Oh so man. <laughs>
1: Well, and I mean, quite honestly. So. Yeah, but at the same time, it was a reasonable thing to talk about. I mean, like, why Everybody would. Everybody
0: poops. I read the book. It's, Hopefully, you know, you should too.
1: Relatable content, bodily functions, right? Yes. And there was some story about pee, and we were talking about it. And then, yeah, then we got a response from somebody on the island saying, yes, oh, I can't believe you're talking you. about pee. P.
0: Chuckle hands, I will change the station. <laughs> okay. <laughs> All right. Anyway. I still miss her, though, because we're talking about her today. I, yeah, don't totally. <laughs> Come back to the show. We miss oh. you. Uh, but don't come back to, to this podcast because it gets grosser.
1: Yeah. Um, when we get
0: to Bioweapons 1346, you'll be like, woof.
1: But we but we don't go into the gross specifics, so it's okay.
0: Yeah, not too badly.
1: No. We're talking about the Starlight Express, which is an Andrew Lloyd Webber musical about trains and sex that I had no idea even existed. It was yeah, in 1984. I think it's about sex, but I'm
0: pretty sure it's about sex. It probably is. It I mean, like it's it.
1: got roller skates in it. It's got to be about sex.
0: Yeah, it's like roller skates and trains. and The people are wearing, like, outfits that kind of remind you of cats, but, like, they're supposed to be trains. Yeah, anyway.
1: It's totally sex. Come on. We know no, that to
0: be uh, true. Yeah, all they want to do is couple up with each other. <laughs> So ridiculous.
1: <laughs> so we'll talk about that. Also, COVID candles.
0: Yeah, this one we'll get into this story as well. But um, scented candles are weirdly a strong barometer of how many COVID cases are going around your community.
1: So we'll disc- we'll tell we'll you about that. Yeah. you know how you can look out for that barometer. Yeah, and you know what exactly it means. We're talking space lettuce on the podcast today.
0: Also, finally.
1: Yep, I've been waiting to talk about space <laughs> lettuce since the 1990s, and finally we have a reason.
0: But the <laughs> second half of that s- story is the better half. Let's just—I don't want to give too much away. I don't <laughs> give the milk away for free until uh. you buy the cow. But uh, the second half of this story is better.
1: And- <laughs> And before we get to that, though, we will dive into uh, beavers of London. I've got a story about beavers. Animal cast. Animal cast is about beavers right now. And I always love a good beaver story. I cannot turn away. This is in London, England. 400 years after beavers roamed the woods in London or around London or wherever <laughs> there may have been woods in London. Uh, you know, beavers were gone, right? Because London is a very big city.
0: Yeah, and they bunked them all in the head to make hats or whatever. And then yep. they came to Canada to get some more.
1: Yeah, exactly. Well, now in a very emotional moment... Two beavers have been reintroduced to the city. Whoa! To live around whatever little green spaces there are, the rivers and streams and stuff. And they have all those
0: little secret gardens that have walls around them, or whatever, like England does.
1: Yeah, and now they've been reintroduced to. Uh, try and counteract flash flooding that's been happening.
0: Two beavers are going to do that for a city of 12
1: million. Well... Incredibly inspiring. Never underestimate the beaver. (laughs) Uh, They've named these two Justin Beaver and Sigourney Beaver. Shut up. Yes, and they're hoping that they will have babies.
0: Shut up. That's the name of my tree topper is Justin Beaver. (laughs) Really? Yeah, because we put a beaver on the top of our Christmas tree. Which is And we named it Justin Beaver.
1: Well, now that's that is in London but like the actual well, settle live down London. Queen of
0: England you can expect a lawsuit shortly, but whatever
1: <laughs> so now these two hopefully will will save uh London from from flash floods and the the concern with the flash floods is that they could drown people living in basements in the city
0: yeah well, no doubt. Uh, we learned lots about floods here.
1: Yeah, exactly. I mean, flooding is not good for lots of reasons, and that's just one of the concerns. Is yeah. that you know it could, if if a major flash flood were to happen, it, it could be deadly. And so they've thought, okay, well, let's bring in the beavers, and maybe they could do their beaver thing, and they could make and some on a dams. Pilot,
0: pilot project. A <laughs> pilot project is we're going to take an animal that was native to this area. Uh, and bring it back, kind of. Two of them. Two of them. So they have their own false creek beavers in London. Yes. Neat. So uh, they'll need more than two.
1: Well, they're really, I mean, I want to know what they're doing to help this relationship blossom. Because they're they're just throwing these two together. I don't know if they've looked into their backgrounds, if they have anything in common, these two beavers. Like, they're hoping that they're going to make more beavers. Like, they
0: haven't gone on Match.com and checked out their compatibility chart or anything like that.
1: Well, I would hope they have. They a because to swipe. Exactly, like, because if, if, ch- <laughs> if these beavers have swiped on each other, then I think they've got a shot of this working. <laughs> Space, the final frontier. And also a place where the effects of microgravity could give astronauts extensive bone loss what no yeah space is cool but space is dangerous
0: yeah i've heard that space can be kind of dangerous to humans it can, it
1: can for sure so there are astronauts heading to mars they're going they have Will a very long home, right? one day yeah maybe you know they have a long journey you know if they're going to mars they would have a very long journey and there's nowhere to get lettuce wraps no, absolutely nowhere. You can't stop from here to there. I can't and... get
0: Cactus Club lettuce wraps whenever I want on the way to Mars. No,
1: you can't Garbage. do like a skip the dishes thing. Can you please deliver? To... I'm halfway between here and Mars. I really need some lettuce wraps.
0: Are you doing the chicken or the tofu?
1: Uh, oh, I, I enjoy the tofu. They're both good there. Mm-hmm, yeah, solid. So scientists have come up with a way to help astronauts stay healthy on this journey and it involves growing their own lettuce not ordering the lettuce wraps but growing lettuce in space because <sighs> they've come up with a, a a certain kind of genetically engineered lettuce that helps prevent bone loss which is one of the things that microgravity can give humans bone loss and so finally fortified lettuce exactly this special lettuce that can be grown right in outer space because you know if you buy lettuce at the grocery store it doesn't last long in your fridge (laughs) and if they stock the you know the spaceship with lettuce it's not going to last all the way to Mars yeah your
0: first day good second day all right Day three into your six-month journey, growing it all out.
1: <laughs> it's, you're like, oh, I was going to make a salad, and it's now um, I'm a terrible human. Just mush Look in the bottom of the crisper. So if you can grow it in space, then this is going to help astronauts. Um, you know what? I was once really embarrassed. Uh, we were doing a desert island food. And I chose lettuce. You did not. I did. I totally did. I did. did did, Were you stressed? It was kind of like
0: there was a lot of people in the room. My crush was there. And I just said lettuce.
1: I said lettuce, and then instantly I shrank into the wall. I was like, I'm not here. I didn't just say that. I didn't say that. I know I'm 25, and I, I, I don't know why I just said lettuce. Oh, my God. I, you know what I was why thinking did of? did you say lettuce? I said lettuce because, I mean, I wasn't concerned about microgravity. Obviously, yeah. I'm not in space, but I was just concerned about my gut health. And I just thought, you know, like, if I'm going to eat one thing <laughs> all the time, what's going to sustain me the longest and, you know, keep my poops regular? Probably lettuce. I'm
0: sorry. You could pick one food to sustain your life and you chose the one that has, like, no nutrients in it?
1: <laughs> it's. And you could have chose
0: celery or got, cucumbers. It's
1: got Jeez. nutrients it's, and it's leafy, so it gets good fiber. Well,
0: yeah, sure. Some of them do. The greener, I guess, the more roughage. Like You, you didn't even choose spinach or kale.
1: No, no, I know. I chose lettuce.
0: Just want a good old head of iceberg lettuce on that desert. Crunch. Crunch. You got any ranch? No, I could choose one thing. I chose the one thing that needs a condiment to be delicious. Awesome. Uh, Speed is of the essence.
1: Good morning. You're listening to The Early Show with Karis and
0: Jeremy. Okay, so you maybe are concerned about COVID still. Maybe. Maybe you don't trust the two chuckleheads in the morning news to give you the straight truth. You're like, Karis and Jeremy's is just fake News Central. How do you know if COVID cases are rising in your neighborhood if the government is not testing appropriately?
1: Because that's what's happening. So I don't know. How do, how do we know, How Jeremy? do we know? How do we know?
0: You trust scented candle reviews. Huh? Because one of the side effects or one of the symptoms of COVID, of course, is a lack of smell. So what happens is, and scientists have noticed, It's now we've got a few years of data, scented candles, like, what do they call it in the U.S.? Is it Yankee candles or something like that? Um, Get a bunch of negative one-star reviews when COVID is going through the neighborhood. People will be like, I bought the Yankee candle, French vanilla, lavender candle a month ago. Smelled amazing. Bought the same candle today smells like nothing (laughs) the next comment under will be like hey cindy go get a covid test
1: yeah if all of a sudden your mango peach salsa candle doesn't smell like anything uh that's a sign of something going on with you it's you not the candle
0: and so scientists have been like of course this barometer is not is not science no (laughs) but um it sure seems to match up real dang close They looked at one-star reviews for these candles of the top three scented candles on Amazon and the reviews from when COVID starts to now just goes down, right? Like you just see the amount of one-star reviews for these scented candles during covid and the number one complaint is the candles don't smell like anything.
1: Yeah. And how how possibly could a cinnamon honey potpourri candle not smell like it anything? I mean, not, that should be an assault on your senses. Your whole
0: house should be disgusting, and the two houses <laughs> beside you should also be gross. Um, but now we need to control for we need to have a control sample. So we look at regular unscented candles, and sure enough, they're one-star reviews. People's satisfaction with candles do not fall at the same pace as scented candles during covid and so one way to look if covid is going around your community is to look at the uh local message board to see how much unsatisfaction your neighbors are having with scented candles Uh, Yeah, during the big three, we were talking about the uh, CP Rail Strike and how that's been avoided. The Teamsters Union worked with them. And then, I don't know, weirdly, I started talking about some fever dream I had in the 90s about watching a musical about trains where all the people like roller skated around the stage. Yep. And I was like, something express, Andrew Weber, maybe. And they had a song called Rolling Stock. Do you you have to turn me on the uh, button? This was the jam it was like the horniest horniest what? musical about trains that that do the sex. And it's all about the what? trains trying to couple up. It was so weird, so I talked about it. I was like, I vaguely remember this musical, and then this the- came
1: out in nineteen eighty four yeah, I, I saw is it, is it in the nineties, right? yeah
0: but oh, dev- right, yeah, right. someone okay. who did a ton of cocaine in the eighties wrote this one hundred percent all right, um so. It's a Starlight Express. That's the name of the musical. And yeah. Andrew Lloyd Webber did the music, and it's out of control.
1: I, I can't imagine a musical about trains falling in love and getting saucy.
0: Yeah, no, like, saw it, Like, yeah, it was sexual. It was sexual in nature. That's, I mean, I was 15 when I saw it, but I, just, I was like, man, there's a lot of sex. And I, like,
1: and I can't believe there are other people like who know this. I've like, never heard of this. I'm,
0: like, blushing the entire time. But I'm also, like, weirdly aroused. It was strange. Anyway, I love Thomas Trano to this day because of that. Uh, Okay, this is a wild history story from, like, the 1300s. But they were talking about, like, an early use of possible bioweapons. It's 1300s. They're in, uh, I think, a town called Caffa, which at the time was, like, a a trading area.
1: Oh, let me guess. Bioweapons in the 1300s. They're throwing their own feces at each other. Very
0: close. Very close. Close. Genoa and and the Mongol horde are going at it. They want Kaffa. The Genoese are in Kaffa. The Mongols want it. So they're outside sieging the town medieval style, right? You got your warriors and your swords and your shields and your catapults. The Mongols are outside being like, man, it's taking a long time. And the plague sweeps through their troops. They start dying. They said thousands by the day. This
1: is the black plague?
0: The black plague. The bubonic plague. The bubonic plague. We've all heard and we've all heard of the bubonic plague. They're like, oh my God, what are we gonna do with all these bodies? And we gotta take over this town. And then some genius was like, hey, put the bodies in a catapult and fling them into the town.
1: And that was the bioweapon.
0: And that was the bioweapon because it worked.
1: So they took the, the dead bodies of the people of their who own would, soldiers, yeah, and then they threw them at, in a catapult. In it, oh, and then <sighs> they land in the town,
0: and then the people defending the town were like, "Yeah, we're done. You win.
1: Yeah, peace. We're out.
0: We're done." It's, you, you know, win. I
1: mean, it's almost kind of like coughing on someone in a sky train.
0: Yes, times like, like, infinity. Times times exactly. infinity. Yes, uh, uh, very uh, very. Uh, and well, it, ended, it ended the battle. The people in the town, as you can imagine, you're defending the town. You got your pike and your helmet. And you're like, I could stay here all day. I've got enough rations. I've got my Netflix. You guys can stand outside these walls all day. Then the bodies start crashing down and you're like, no, you, can, you want it more than I do.
1: Yep. I'm just going to leave now.
0: Um, you're done. Here you go.
1: <laughs> it's yours.
0: I feel like it's been a long time coming. But I think we're all ready for it. And I'm ready to receive it and hear this. Sandra Bullock has apologized for Speed 2. Just said, yeah, I wish I didn't make that movie. It doesn't make any sense. And I, for one, um, uh, thank you, Sandra Bullock. And, um, you know, I forgive you.
1: Yes, absolutely. You know, sometimes in your career, you you know, we all do things. And maybe at the time, it, it made sense. Yeah, you're
0: younger. You're just happy to get a gig. Yep. It's like, I'm in Hollywood. Yeah. and I'm going to be an actor.
1: Speed one was so huge. Yeah. You know, you're being offered a lot of money to do speed two. And then it really, you know, it's on a slow moving boat. There's no Keanu Reeves. So you don't have that chemistry. That's
0: what I wonder. And, you know, and I, I'm glad that Sandra Bullock, right? She's not, she doesn't blame others. Nope. She doesn't throw anyone under the bus. Um, but I can't help but speculate that perhaps Sandra Bullock didn't have good uh, representation. You know, maybe a lawyer, agent, manager could have been hoodwinked a little bit. Like, hey, speed one, mega hit. Speed two, mega hit, right, Sandra? And she just went, yeah. Um, but didn't, you know, piano, slow-moving boat, script doesn't make sense. What even is this movie about, right?
1: Yeah. and Maybe
0: they didn't tell her.
1: Exactly. Maybe she didn't know that Have those, all the information. Yeah, how she, to make that appropriate, informed decision. But when did
0: that movie come out? Like, 97 or something? Uh,
1: probably. Yeah, because yeah, what, Speed was 94? Yeah,
0: yeah, Speed was a little bit earlier in the 90s. So, why, Sandra Bullock, do you need to address this controversy
1: today? <laughs> well, you know... When, Isn't her
0: worst movie, too? Like, I, are you going to apologize for some other films in the old... Uh, <laughs> filmography, Sandra? And you know, I don't,
1: honestly, I don't even think she needs to apologize for it. You know, maybe she regrets doing it.
0: Yeah, hindsight being twenty twenty. Yeah, sure. and I think
1: now, potentially where she is in her life and in her career, she feels like she, she, there's enough space between her and Speed 2 that she can say yeah. that publicly. I just, she
0: already made up for Speed 2 when she gave us the lake house. So I'm like,
1: it's good. We're good, Sandra.
0: Flinging dead bodies. <laughs> it's so oh, hardcore. I love it. Man, but I the, hate it.
1: The bioterrorism thing. Yeah. From 1346. There's nothing about the medieval times that sounds fun at all in any way. It sounds like just a horrible time to be alive. Yeah.
0: Like sometimes I think, well, I mean, if you were at the top, like if you're the king or the queen. Or yeah. The or the lord or the lordess or whatever. Then, you know probably and, it was okay right but then even they you we've talked about that before like every single king gets murdered yeah like none of them like the, you never there's no movie about a king or a queen where they're like and they ruled justly yeah and queen, lived a long and happy life queen and elizabeth the people rejoiced
1: exactly queen elizabeth ii is living that now but she's the only one who's done that
0: and her she still has time to get murdered.
1: Oh, to- it's true. She, I mean, you know, I think her time—the window for her to be, to have that happen—hopefully it doesn't. But you know, it is closing for her. She is ninety-five. Like but, a- um, but yeah, the, even the kings get murdered, and the queens would get murdered and or you know raped, or um, sent to a nunnery, exactly, or you know,
0: or just pushed out of the way, you totally. know, what I mean? or just being like, actually, you're not in charge.
1: Yeah, or just, uh, you know, treated horribly because they didn't give birth to enough sons or whatever. Yeah,
0: just like like once again, maybe 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 Elizabeth in the fifteen hundreds might have been the only one. I
1: think she made it to the end. Yeah, did she? I can't even remember what Elizabeth but the First what I've she watched, did. I watched
0: like the fifteen hundred movies made about her. Yeah. And it's just she's just constantly putting out fires. Yes. That are like unforced errors, like just some, you know, and the Duke of Marlborough is just scheming just because. Exactly. <laughs> like, and hey, so- we're trying to fight Spain here, Duke of, you know, Coventry. Can you fucking calm down for a minute? Can we all pull on the rope in the same direction for 15 minutes? No.
1: <laughs> no, definitely not. So even at the very tippity top, life still it sounded like of. feels like, like, like kinda- always hard. Yes, always hard. You're always trying to not be raped, killed, or die of some horrible disease.
0: Yes, and if you manage to avoid those three things. Then you just have a life of boring, backbreaking labor to make the Lord's life slightly less hard than yours. And if you don't, then they kill you.
1: Yeah. And if you fall down and break your leg, you know, I mean, that could be the end of you too.
0: Yeah. I guess that's a funny thing. Like, we live just in such a you know, technologically advanced time that so many things we take for granted would be like a death sentence or like maim you or just be terrible. Like, if you had a toothache. Oh! Like, I just get some Orajel Gel and move on with my day.
1: Yeah, or you take some Advil.
0: Yeah. And then we get on with my day, and then I call my dentist in a very hygienic... like, I don't want this to hurt at all. It's like, don't worry. We are going to numb everything. We're going to numb your face. We're going to numb two other people's faces <laughs> beside you <laughs> to pull this tooth out. And then you're just like,
1: oh, it hurts so much. You
0: know, like,
1: and in 1346... They just...
0: Pulled it out.
1: Yeah, or they would just smash your face with a brick and be like, "This is probably better for you."
0: Yeah, like does that hurt more. You're not thinking about your tooth now, are you? Yeah, that's true. Thank you for that, doctor.
1: Yeah. So, I mean, you know, and the, obviously, not not everybody has dental care. That's for sure. Um, but for those of us who do, it's a it's a luxury that you know when you look to a thousand or m- more years ago, uh, it's just <laughs> nasty. I do think,
0: though, when we do read about or hear about something horrendous, like um, catapulting thousands of bubonic plague victims to a town, and we're like, that's horrendous. And then when you read that the people who lived in the town are like, oh, that's horrendous, at least there's some values that don't change. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. Like the people in CAFA were like, oh, yeah, no, we're done.
1: Yeah, we're, we – we are not going
0: to hang around for this. we don't gonna leave. care about the strategic trading port as much as you do, clearly.
1: <laughs> so, bye. We're going to yeah. pick up and try and build something down the road, I guess. Well, I guess the thing, we didn't get into
0: it in the... Uh, you'd have to read the story, man. Hopefully, I didn't get it backwards. I think it was the Mongol checking bodies of the Geno- 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 Genoese or whatever. But maybe it was the other way around. Anyway, those two were going at each other. One of them had kaffa. The other one wanted it. And... Uh, Uh, we didn't get into i didn't get into it that's it's kind of like a story and there isn't a lot of like you know there's no first person account or anything it's kind of like a legend and the facts are you know the plague was there the plague spread it spread spread in the sieging army and then in the besieged armies and the two there's two theories one is they you know and the story is that they catapulted um bubonic plagued bodies into the town and that caused the plague to spread in the town and that's how the plague could and would spread and then the other of course is rats brought it in yeah but experts are like the more likely scenario is the catapult because the what we know or what is known of rats and the way they operate is like the besieging army would have been outside of kaffa at too great of a distance for a rat to leave their nest, their happy, lovely nest in Kaffa, go out, get the plague, and bring it back. So wow. they're like, of the two theories, the more likely is the catapulting Is that they catapulted the, the bubonic plague into the town?
1: Oh, that's just some you, nasty I, stuff. I wonder what they, what does that
0: do for morale, though. I mean, clearly it, it didn't affect <laughs> it. But me and you are in the Mongol <sighs> army, you know, and we're like, we're gonna get this town, and then you drop dead of of bubonic, bubonic plague. plague. And then the captain's like, Jeremy, load her up in the catapult and send her over. Mm-hmm. And then I'm like, are you going to do that to
1: me when I get the bubonic Yeah, know, like, exactly. Do I not get buried or anything? You know, no, she, I just, you know. Like
0: yesterday just, we were around the campfire telling really naughty tales about the uh, Tatars, but... But now no. I'm throwing her into the town. This I... Is,
1: listen, I, I just don't think that there's anything good about being alive in 1346. <laughs> there's literally nothing yeah, good about it. Very
0: few. I very guess,
1: few that, you know. Far in between. Yeah, if you live in a hut somewhere in the middle of nowhere, as much as you can live in the middle of nowhere at that time, and you just hope that...
0: No one People, finds you. Nobody
1: finds you because if they do, they're probably just going to rape you and kill you and take everything. Yeah. Uh, so if you can live somewhere, so no one can find you and, no and one, live off and the no land. And no one
0: cares on top of all that. Yeah. Like, you, they come to your town, they rape you, then kill you. And you're like, okay, cool. Then they take <laughs> your kids and enslave you, your kids yep. and take all of your stuff and you're gone. Like, no one remembers you. You're nope. done. There, there's no one. I, I can't. I can't be like, where is my co-host, Karis, and call the police? There's no police to call. You know, it's just. No. We've moved on.
1: No. So. I just know. wonder how
0: many people lived and died very anonymously oh. in the medieval days. Like so all of them. Most of them. Just
1: everybody, pretty much.
0: are Anyway, good talk.
1: <laughs> sure glad it's 2020. Yeah. Two. What year is it? <laughs> oh,
0: at least the podcast is over. Bye. See ya. <laughs> what year, what would you have liked to have done in the medieval days? tweet at the show to win the chips (laughs) at Karis Hogg, c-h-a-r-i-s h-o-g-g i'm at jeremy Uh, underscore baker i think i would have been a cobbler (laughs) (laughs) probably i would have been a baker
1: i probably would have been you know somebody living in the woods trying not to die during childbirth
0: it sounds about right it would have been like keep your penis away from me yep
1: but they didn't know how babies were made
0: so they're like tis the full moon are you pregnant (laughs) (laughs) Have you been bewitched? All right, bye. See ya.